Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the For Example Podcast. Today, I have another special guest, Keenan Baker, comedian, podcaster, and Instagram personality. What up, y'all? What's going on? Yeah, you heard that right, Keenan. So now we got two Keenans. <laughs> <laughs> Except your name is spelled the right way. I mean, some people are spelled wrong. They spell it with a, they spell it with three E's in there, or like an N E N, you know, N N A N. I don't know, man. <laughs> My name, bro. I don't know. My mom was on something. <laughs> she was tripping. <laughs> All right, so, um, so we just gonna talk a little bit just about you. And just, like, introduce yourself. I want to talk about, like, your upbringing. I know, like, due to your stand-up, you was a military brat. Yeah, yeah. So, like, how did that shape, like, how you are today? Man, being punctual and on time, that is, like, like, everybody that knows me knows I'm a pretty on-time person. If I'm late, it's, like, circumstances. Like, I couldn't get there on time. There was no way anybody would have got there on time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's kind of, like... With that, it shaped my life. Um, um, just, just, I guess, looking, observing things a certain through through that type of lens too, and always being extremely observant. You know what I'm saying? I was also disciplined in a bunch of different ways. You know, I was, mm. I was whipped like the regular kid, but like, I, it was also different things. We had to do push-ups and shit like that. We got in trouble. You know, different type of little tactics. <laughs> <laughs> You know that that might that might end up breaking somebody. You know what I'm saying on top of getting whipped. Yes. So, did did you ever think about joining the military? Um, I mean, not really. Like, uh, I I saw like my dad, and I saw like like we lived in a military base at one point. And all that stuff was cool, but I never was one that was just like, man, I, I gotta. My dad gave me an option. He said, yo, you got, you're going to either go to college or you're going to join the military. I said, well, that's cool. I'll join the Air Force. And then he was like, I said, real military. And I was like, oh, oh. man, what are we doing now? Because you know how they had their little beefs in, in, in the – like He's a – my dad's a Marine. So he's like, bro, like, you you're not, oh, you ain't going to just join the Air Force. You're going to be a Marine. And I was like, why well, I got to be a Marine? I can't, I can't be a Marine. <laughs> hey, you know what's funny, Kenan? I'm joining the Air Force. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you laughing. <laughs> and I feel like I feel like from what I've seen, when I was back then, this is like you know this is 2000. I'm a little older, so this is like 2003, right? And and I was looking at it, and I was just like, the Air Force seemed more like you know the safer bet, and like it seemed like a better bet for school. To be honest, when it came to like schooling. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's how I looked at it. I wasn't looking at it like. Like, it was weaker. I was just like, it, it fits me more. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Exactly. Oh, by the way, I forgot to tell you. I had Ice on the show the other day. And he told me to tell you, you were old nigga and you bald. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at the, uh, at the end of the day, I don't, I mean, I don't care. His, I know. His, so his, 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 his logic is so bad, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Ice is a fool, but um. Oh, so like your Instagram videos, you used to do the uh the conspiracy ones. Now you mostly do the social media logic, you know, where you like analyze, and you make fun of stuff. So, what made you want to start doing that? Um. Well, 
it's funny because I'm, I'm at the office, I'm at the studio that I shoot conspiracy theories at. Um, and, you know, we've been talking about bringing it back. It's really just timing and getting everything together with conspiracy theories. But mm. uh, conspiracy theories is also just a hard setup. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's kind of it's like a production. So yeah. it's, it's not something that and then the guys that do it for me, you know, they you know, they look out for me. So it's yeah. um, I don't know if you watch. um uh, to hear show uh, wording with uh, I mean uh, wording is hard. Yes, sir. Um, you know my my was pretty much like she pretty much like the bulk of that consulting for conspiracy theories. Like she did a lot of the work behind it. So oh, was, okay. You know, she was behind the camera, so you didn't know, but she was pretty much bringing those conspiracies to life and doing a lot of that research. So when we bring it back, I would have to take a lot of that work from her because she has a lot of shit she has to do. You know, what I'm saying she's super busy. She's doing yeah. like two or three other shows on top of that. Um. Okay, for sure. So I just made it was just an easier transition. I was like, "What's something that I, that I can essentially shoot every day myself, and mm. and I don't have to rely on anybody." Yeah, and that, and that was you know social media logic because it was just like I hate having to be like, "Hey guys, you want to shoot today?" Shoot a sketch, and they cancel. Like people cancel all the time, especially out here in Hollywood. It's like yeah. telling people they telling people they want to be on your thing and then canceling on them is like a trend out here. It's like what, it's what, what people do. Oh, I hate that. I hate that. <laughs> it's like, uh, no, I feel you on that. That's why I don't like to really like rely on other people that much. Mm-hmm. I kind of like to have something I can do on my own. Exactly. I mean? exactly. Because like, like your social media logic, sometimes you just be in your car. Yeah, exactly. And it just makes it, it makes it just easier. You know, I just go downstairs and you know, I don't know why. The, I don't know why the car is comforting. I think what it is too is because when you're in the car, like a lot of people have conversation with themselves in the car, or sometimes they're yeah. in the car before they go into the house. You know, because I don't know, the car space is just a comforting space, and that, it really is. Yeah, and that's why it's like a. I don't want to say like a second home, but it's like a. It's like a, a second destination. You know, I guess Starbucks have tried to build that that third destination between home and work. Yeah. To me, that's my car. You know, I get I sit in my car for a second. I'm chilling there. It's not chilling there for thirty minutes to an hour. You know what I'm saying, bro? Sometimes, like I would come, I would come home from work and I just be in my car for like just hours, just chilling. Just yeah, because I just felt I don't know. I felt I in, in my car, and I think I, maybe this is why a lot of people do it too. Just be sitting in their car. It's like you feel like you're in your own world. Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. You know, nobody can really hear you. Feel like nobody can hear you. Nobody. So people can see you, but you 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 maneuver in your own car like nobody can see you. Nobody will be picking their nose and shit like that. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So yeah, no, I feel you. So like, so right now, your current love life situation, you're in a relationship, correct? Yes. And then, um, so this relationship that you're in, do you believe you're experiencing love right now? Like you love this your lady? Absolutely. Absolutely. I feel like um, I, I think love is, love is the hardest and easiest thing to explain. You know, I feel like when you're in it, you can like when you're in it, you can explain love to that person. But trying to explain it to somebody mm. else, it's kind of hard for me. It's just like that person feels like. It's not just somebody that like I I'm physically attracted to. This is somebody I want to be around mentally, physically, just hanging around their their energy, their vibe, and stuff like that. Um, mm. We better each other. We make sure we hold each other accountable for shit. We make sure that we have 
each other's actual best interests. Um, yeah. And, you know, we make sure, you know, we don't exploit each other's insecurities like that. Like a lot of couples that I see, you know, when they argue, they, 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 they immediately go to exploiting insecurities. And it's like, we, we talk to a lot of things. We make sure we try to communicate. And I think that's a part of love too. Cause love is not just, you know, your couples, it's like your friendships also. You know yeah. I mean? So I feel like we do, a, we did a pretty good job of like building a friendship also, not just being two people that are physically attracted to each other. Oh wow, that's actually that's actually one of the questions that I had for you. I was gonna ask you, like, do you feel like the reason why a lot of these people's relationships don't work out is because they skip the friendship part and they just go straight into relationship? Yeah, the friend, like, because you know, the friend zone gets a bad rap a lot of cases, which is like what you actually wanted somebody. And I think people mm. people look at that, and I got I got to talk about that more too. But people look at the friend zone like it's a bad thing. It's like, no, your your lover should be your friend. Like, and I think a lot of people, they, a lot of people I always see, they say they're friends, like a lot of like couples, like that's my best friend or a girl say a guy's their best friend, but I know this guy and this nigga hates talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> so you're not his best friend. You're somebody, when you're somebody's best friend, you know what I'm saying? They enjoy talking to you. They, a lot of times, you know, they, un, they might even unload some baggage on you that you might not be aware of, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and you don't ever throw that baggage in their face. Um, yeah, 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 that's true. So I think, I do think that. I do think that a lot of people, um, they don't ever build that. They don't actually build a true friendship. They say they do, but they actually don't. Because they don't communicate. Communi- friendship is communication. Yeah, communication is key in everything, I feel like. Every single thing. And it gets overlooked so much. Yeah, it does. It really does. And then, so, like, um, so you already answered, like, what you feel like love is to you. Do you feel like you experienced, like, love before, like, in your past relationships? Yeah, I'm not I'm not one of these people that's like, nah, man, she was the first and only, you know, because <laughs> it. it's like, no, like, <laughs> like I've experienced love. I, I, experienced, I would say I experienced love two times before her, what I would consider. I Like, I can't sit there and knock those women because we're not – together anymore and say I wasn't in love with them, especially at that moment. Cause I was. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, yeah, I definitely have. Yeah. I've said this in like an, another one of my episodes that I feel like when you love someone, you never truly 100% stop loving them. You know what I mean? You might find someone else and you love another person even more, but I feel like you still have, there's still that peace that you did love them. You know, you know what I'm saying? I definitely think you can fall out of love with somebody. <laughs> I definitely can. I think no, 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 no. I feel like you can, but I don't I know. I just have, maybe like, that's just the way I think. For 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 me, for me personally, I feel like the type of person that I am. You know, I can have love for you, but not be in love with you. So, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. All, all of like the, the 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 girls that I would say I, I was in love, actually in love, in love with for real, for real. You know, like I will, I don't see them and be like, "Oh man, I just miss a piece of them." It's like, I just... nah, nah, I wasn't talking about like that. Oh, okay, okay, go. Cool. <laughs> no, no, I was talking about like you said, you said you would have love for them, but you're not in love with them, right? Because I feel like what it what it really is a lot of times is that you share memories. You at the end of the day, you can't get rid of memories unless you know. You, oh yeah, it's a disease, of course. But like, you know, for the most part. 
And even with my, uh, my girl now, at the end of the day, I can't stop the memories that she built with another man. She built those. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's like, true. yeah and they, whatever experiences they have, she can always, I can't get in her mind and control that. She can always tap back into that if she wants to. Or even if we know, you know, she's from a different state. And if we go out to the state that she's been in, she went out to certain, she went, she has a spot that she used to go to with a certain guy. I'm sure when they we drive by that together, that's going to bring back a memory. And yeah. you know, at the end of the day, as long as she's not sitting there like, man, I miss X, Y, Z. She might just like for a second, like, oh, man, we, you know, you go by there and like, yeah, we, we did go there. You, you understand that that spot might be, that might've been their spot. But yeah, it, yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. It's like you can't you can't get rid of memories. And at the end of the day, we both I'm sure we both have positive memories with the people that we were with. Yeah, I think yeah, that's what I meant. You you articulated it better, but that's what I meant. <laughs> but um oh also so you and your lady, of course, are black, and I love black love, I love to see it. I was wondering, like, so I've only dated one person. I'm actually fresh out of uh, a breakup about a month and some change. Oh, man. And yeah, <laughs> that's my whole reason for starting this podcast, bro. I feel like I needed an outlet. I needed to talk and I needed to give other people their opportunity to talk. Mm-hmm. So maybe they can change my perspective on things. Okay. But um, she was white. Mm-hmm. And I know your girl, she's black. And so I was wondering, like, what is it like? dating a black woman where you can I feel like because when I was dating my girl there was a lot of things we didn't see eye to eye there was a lot of things I had to explain to her mm-hmm. and it was just that just made it that much harder so how is it dating a black woman and I feel like you can relate more and you don't have to um you don't have to uh what's the word I'm looking for you don't have to compromise as much man that that and I, you kind of just said it it's, it's about when you date, when you're dating a, a black woman as a black man, and I can't speak for any other race, but as especially as a black man in America, the things that we're going to through, and as a black person in America, the things that we're going through, there's some things, there's little nuances that somebody else will never get. Like I'm yeah. sorry, it's just like that's just the way it is. It doesn't matter what neighborhood they grew up in. It doesn't matter if they grew up in the hood also and they're not black. You're not going to get the same exact little nuances like I, I, I i'll give you an example right i i i you know i've messed with women outside of my race but i never mm. seriously dating women outside of my race because i just felt like it just wasn't my thing right and then i ended up meeting this girl who i guess i guess she i guess technically she would identify as white right uh-huh. <clears throat> and we we were, and I was starting to feel her. Like, I was like, man, I was like, damn, could I actually, I probably could date somebody. At first, first, I was just like, I don't even know, I, can, I don't know if I can do it. And with her, I was like, man, she's mad cool. You know, she's super dope. And at, the, at, the, at this particular time, this is when a lot of the shooting were like getting a lot of recognition. This is like Trayvon got shot. And yeah. a lot of, like, within that year, like, within that year or so, like, a lot of people were kind of getting shot and stuff like that, getting killed by police officers. Yeah. And, I was having that discussion with her and she just kind of like snapped and she was just like, it's not always about race. What did they do? How you know they didn't do something? And she just went mm. off and I was like, there it is. Dang. Right, right there, you don't understand. And you're not going to understand it. Cause I was explaining, to, I was explaining it to her and she didn't, and she didn't understand. And you know, for me, 
I've like all the women that I've actually been in a relationship with were were, were with black women. Mm-hmm. So I under I already understood that even with my girl now, all we got to do is look at each other and be like, we can walk into a place and we feel and we both feel like it might be some shit that's not right. We can just take a, a, a less than a second glance at each other and we're, we both said everything. Mm-hmm. I don't got to say. I don't, she, I don't, what does that look for? She got it already. Yeah. She under, she understands the look. She understands the vibe and feeling that when we both walked in there being black, what we both just felt. And I don't have to explain, sit her down, like, hey, babe, this is what happened. Yeah, there's a. And I'm not. Yeah, I feel like there's an unspoken language between black people, you know what I mean? Abs. And that, this is, like you said, in a lot of cases, it's just with black people. Like, this other, with other black men, like, I can be around another black dude and something might happen. We can just kind of go, like, we can kind of just make a quick glance mm-hmm. and go, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Like we both immediately get that. It's, it's just yeah. you're right. It's 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 a, it's a it's an internal language that we have that that I can't even explain. It's just we have it. Yeah, I absolutely, one hundred percent agree. And like I've been um I've been following you for a while now. I mean, I think it's been like a couple of years. And then I've I, I even follow your girl's uh YouTube channel, watch y'all videos and stuff, dude. Mm-hmm. Y'all have at least from what I can tell from the outside looking in, it looks like a beautiful relationship. It looks like a super healthy relationship. And I'm jealous, to be honest. (laughs) (laughs) So like, what do you think, like, what do you think is the key to a healthy relationship? Well, what we said it earlier is, is definitely communication, right? Mm. Is being like, I'm a pretty honest person and I can probably be too honest at times, which is something that I've worked on in my delivery. Like, I think it's always good to be honest, but it's always good to understand what your delivery is, not to say something in the wrong context or in a, in a wrong way. Um, yeah. To be honest with you, too, like, I'm in therapy. Like, I, I, I openly talk about it. I'm in, I'm in actual therapy. That is amazing. Like, and stand-up comedy is my therapy, but I'm in actual, like, one-on-one therapy you know, and I made sure I got a black man as a therapist because mm-hmm. it's the same thing. The little nuances. Him and I speak. Say, brother, you ain't even got to explain that. I get what you're saying. Yeah. Like I, I've been here, and he, he can give me an example. He can pull for an, an example of maybe even his old life about how something happened. So, I think a lot of times, in most cases, we bring in one. We bring in previous baggage from our life, whether it's previous relationships or even how we were brought up. Yeah. And the way my, the way my um, therapist said it, he was like, you got to understand something. You're bringing two completely different worlds together. You guys were raised completely. You guys weren't raised the same. Your parents, even though you, and since you both have black parents, there's little nuances that are, are the same, mm-hmm. but essentially is not the same. So she's raised this way you're raised this way you were i was raised more in an aggressive household you pretty much had to be aggressive to even get a point across or you get lost in the sauce she was she wasn't raised that that way mm-hmm. and you have to understand that when you're getting with somebody your world is going to collide and you have to communicate and say hey i don't do things this way or i don't communicate that way so you have to understand this is how i might interpret something or how I looked at it, or how I might say it, and I don't mean it in this type of way. And I got to start to find now y'all merge worlds rules. Mm-hmm. You know what you know what I mean? Yeah. Like a lot of times, people 
we let society dictate the rules of our relationship. Oh, absolutely. Instead of saying, huh? I said, absolutely. Yeah. And then a lot of times we don't ever say, okay, what do I actually like? What are we cool with? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You know, I don't, I don't, society says that, but I don't rock with that either. Let's, let's build this, this, let's do it this way then. So it, it goes back, it, essentially, it all goes back to communication. Because when you communicate, a lot of times those things, they might take time to come across and maybe it might take time to build. But it's like, my girl, is, is, she's an extreme germaphobe and I'm not, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And that was an adjustment for me. And there's certain things where I feel like she, she might be tripping on a germaphobe tip that I don't think is a big deal. But there's some things that I, I agreed with her. I was like, you know what? I can see how you, you feel this way. So I, I will adjust my way of doing that because that makes sense. Yeah. So, like, was that, like, a reason for, like, some conflict? The fact that she was a, a germaphobe and you're not? So, like, did that take some, like, getting used to and start some arguments? Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Because, you know, the way she would even deliver it at times wasn't the way I wanted it delivered to me. Mm. And that's the key. It was like, I didn't want her, the way she might have said it was like, yo, don't speak to me that way. Yeah. You can, you can, you can, you can calmly say what you have to say, or you can say it in a different tone, which I, you know, which people have to realize certain tones can dictate everything. Oh, absolutely. Yep. So we had to, we had to find that, we had to find that balance and it, it was an adjustment. But then once we found like, all right, you know, she might, she'll say it in a different way. I really haven't, because I'm a pretty flexible person. Mm-hmm. I really had an issue with being like, oh, my bad. Okay, you're right. I see that. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm big on tone. If you don't talk to me, if you talk to me a certain way, there's going to probably be an issue. No, I, I feel you on that. I feel like in, uh, in my past relationship, I was like that. I was super, like, observant. So anytime she says something in a weird tone, I'd be like, okay, I know something's up now. Right, right, right. Yeah, and I get that, too. I, I mean, I've been there also. Um, how, how do you, how are you, how are you in? I am 21, bro. 21. So yeah, it's, and I'm not going to hit you with the, oh man, you got a long way to go. <laughs> I'm going to hit you with that silly shit. At the end of the day, I went through, I went through a lot at a young age. So yeah. it's all about the person, you know what I'm saying? And experiences. This, this is, you said this is your first relationship yes, and your first relationship was an interracial relationship. So it's like. You, you, it's a, it's a whole different experience. Yeah. Um. But it, like now, and even with interracial relationships in general, I'm always just like, as long as your reasoning is not because of black to women, talk down on black women and stuff like, I get what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't. Yeah. Then it's like you know, you love who you love. Yeah. But if the issue is like, well, because black women have, I'm like, bro. Not yeah, that's what, that's what's not okay. Like me and Ice, we went on a whole tangent on that about like you can love whoever you want, bro. Just do not put down black women. Not at all. Like I don't accept that. I mean, black women raised us. Black women loved us. They protected us our whole lives. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. They did not deserve exactly. it. So yeah, yeah. I mean, th- those are some those are some of the minor adjustments um, that I that I had to make. Yeah. Uh, and, and living with her, so we live together. Yeah, you're uh, how old are you? Thirty two? No, I'm thirty four. Oh, thirty four. Oh, you are old. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> <laughs> this nigga, oh, you are old. You are old. All right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was just messing with you, bro. But uh, <laughs> so like, 
how many relationships were you were you in before you you lady know? Man, I don't, I don't. <laughs> what do people even call relationships anymore? Some people call situations relationships, entanglements. <laughs> yeah, entanglement, whatever. I was in a few, man. I had a few. You know, I had, I had, you know, some in high school. I had, um, you know, some in college, uh, early college. You know, I had my periods where I was, you know, being a male thought. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, so, I, I mean, I had, I had quite a few relationships, but I also, I also, one, one thing I, I love learning. So I, I even observed a lot of relationships around me. Mm, yeah. I feel you. So, like, what do you feel like are some mistakes that you made in those past relationships that now you've you've rectified them, and that's why your relationship now is so good? Communication is one. Communication is the biggest one. Mm. Um, um, I guess it goes with communication also, but listening. You said what? Listening, oh, okay. like listening. Okay. Um, instead of just lashing out first, like listening to them. Patience. Mm. Um, with the woman that I'm with now, she doesn't process the way I process. Like in my household, you had to process in a split second, everything. Like you had to process like a million things of information in a split second. Yeah. And you had to react at that moment immediately or else you're going to get crushed. Right. Dealing with her. That's not how she processes. Like she takes her time. She thinks about it. She, I'm sure she probably talks to herself about it. Then she comes back and then she might come back the, a whole nother day and be like, okay, um, I'm ready. I, I, I kind of, I, I process it. Let's, can we talk about oh, it? Oh man, that's, oh, that had to be hard to deal with though, to get used to. It took me a while to get used to, but now that I know that pretty much what it's like, and there's times where she's able to just have that conversation then and there, but for the most part, you know, she also too, she's like, I don't want to. Like I don't want to say things either out of anger, and I don't really mean them. I'm just like I'm like I'm just blurting to to to, to try to defend myself or whatever the case may be, and it might just say something wild. Mm-hmm. Um. So and it, and it helped me too because, I mean, I was, I was that person that since I had to, I was raised that way. You know, sometimes I would say things that I didn't really think about, think about and I didn't probably really meaningfully like i people are like well, you, you say what you mean and say nah not all the time you might have just you might have been just saying something like that get off my back like so i gotta just get you off me <laughs> so i'm just like back you up to fire you off me that's how my household comes yeah. you know what i'm saying so it, it it helped me be more patient in a sense of even how i process and i still don't process how she does but i do i'm able to slow down a, a bit more and think about things um and it's helped me a lot. It's helped me in communicating with her. It's helped me in, in just communicating even with friends. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And you know, I've, I've seen people have told me about how they've seen that type of growth. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I mean, I say pride in that, to be honest. Yeah, that's good, bro. I know when I was in my relationship, we were pretty much the same as y'all, where I was like, um, uh, what's the word that you used? You were um, dealing, you were dealing with things faster. And so right. I was like you and she was like your lady. And mm-hmm. that's like something that caused conflict for us. It was like I get every I get over things really fast. It's like mm-hmm. no no matter what it is, just give me like five minutes, I think about it, 
I'd be like, oh yeah, that was dumb. I made a mistake. And then I'm, I, I apologize and everything. But for her, it was like, bro, she needed a day. She needed me to leave her alone. And then she'll come back to me. So that mm. was hard for me. But that, and that's like, and that's like a lot of times, a lot of times you're dealing with a woman, it's like, they'll be angry for a full yes. day. And the reason why, and, and for me, I can't sit there and say I get over so fast um, when it comes to a relationship, right? For my, my thing is like, if we talk about it and we get through it at that moment, then I can get over it fast. Yeah. But my issue was when we didn't talk about it, now I'm harping on what this conversation could possibly be like. Mm. Like what I go through in therapy is, you know, I, I think of so many different scenarios and I overthink and I have automatic thoughts and I have, um, you know, uh, I, I think of a million different scenarios from the worst case to the best yeah, case. Yeah, yeah. And some, in some cases that can help you, but in some cases that can be detrimental to your mental health. So, you know, for me, the reason why I wanted to have a conversation immediately was so I could get over it fast. But when we didn't, it wouldn't, it wouldn't, I felt like it, I felt like it wouldn't allow me to get over it fast. And that was where my patience and adjustment had to happen because I was, I it was bothering me. It was, it was, I, it was actually getting to me. Yeah, and then you were like thinking about the worst case scenario of how the. Exactly. So now I'm thinking about like this can possibly go the worst way ever. Bro, that's like and you just, that's like me with everything. I always think worst case scenario. <laughs> yeah, but because at the end of the day, it's a, it's a it's a safety net. Yeah. It's like if that worst case happens, you're prepared for it. Exactly. But if that if that worst case doesn't happen, it's like woof. It wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. This is easy. It, yeah, exactly. It's like for me, I'm not a I'm really not a, a confrontational person at all. Anybody that knows mm-hmm. me, they know I've never been in a fight. I probably can kick somebody behind, but i never been in a fight. I'm not confrontational. I'd rather just leave it alone. Mm-hmm. And so, um, so like, I avoid a lot of situations. Like, growing up, I wouldn't even – my friends would ask me if I can go somewhere. I would just tell them no because I knew my dad was going to say no, but I didn't feel like asking him and hearing him say no. Yeah. It's just like <laughs> – my dad was super straight growing up, mm. but I would. But um, I grew up in a um, in an academy school, a private school. Mm. So it was fairly strict. So I think that that's why going to the military is going to be pretty similar to what I'm used to. Yeah. All right, and then I know you took the um, the love language test with your lady, right? Mm. You had to have. Everybody had. <laughs> and what was yours? Um. I for, honestly, I forgot. I gotta see. The, I gotta see. The I gotta see the languages again. I think. But, I think it's like. Uh, what is it? It's like. Uh, dang, I forgot. I'm not. T- oh, there's physical touch. There's a uh, words of affirmation. There's um the ones with with gifts. Uh, there's a. Uh, there's a few of them. But I know. I, I I forgot. I forgot what it was. But the reason why I wasn't a fan of it because I feel like I was a little piece of a few of those things. Oh, I feel you. I feel you. I feel like it was a little bit of words of affirmation, but it was a little bit of also physical touch. It was also a little bit of uh, um, gift giving yeah. and stuff like that. So it wasn't. And when it, when we took it, it was just like I felt like. It pushed me into a section that I really wasn't in. It was like, no, I'm a piece of all. It's like your zodiac sign. It's like you're just you're a Scorpio, so you're automatically uh, this. Don't it's get like, me started yeah, on Scorpios and all that stupid zodiac yeah. stuff. Oh my god. 
Yeah, it's like even with Zodiac, it's like if you look at if I look at my personality, I might have a little piece of a Taurus in me, a little piece of a Cancer in me, a little piece yeah. of a Sagittarius, like different things. So it's like it's it's um it's it's it was always a it, I wasn't a, the biggest fan of it to be honest, but yeah, I did take it because she was she was big on like come on, let's just see where it's at. <laughs> well, like I know because um I watched one of her uh, YouTube videos and you was talking about how you're more affectionate, right? Than she is, and yeah, she's a she's a, she's essentially a cat. She, and she, <laughs> I think I relate to you in that way because in my uh, past relationship, I was the the most affectionate one, and she she mm. wasn't really like that. So, how was that for y'all? Like, how was that dynamic? Did you just get used to it, or like, how was it in the beginning? You know, um. It would that was okay. So we talking about adjustments. That was a huge adjustment. Adjustment because, um, for me, I came out of a bunch of relationships. Every relationship that I was in, the girl was way more affectionate to me uh, than me, mm-hmm. and so I was to I was used to, to, to that being how a woman was. Oh, I see. I see. So I was used to a bunch of lovey dovey women. Women always wanted to cuddle up and being a little bit. Um, I guess needy and not that as like, yeah, I need that, but I was so used to it that when I got with her and it was kind of like, I want to be with you, but I don't need you. That's a, that's a weird feeling. Yeah. When you think about it. It's like when, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a yeah, good, I was it's good though. Cause it's not codependency, you know, it's, it's not codependency. Exactly. So those women were, I think were a lot of times they were, but you know, that took some getting used to, but then also on the, the affection side, you know, she is like I said. She's a cat. You know how you can hug a cat and kind of just kind of be lean, like leaning like. Yeah, I don't care about you. <laughs> yeah, and when a cat wants affection, they're gonna come up and they're gonna be all over you. Mm-hmm. So the same thing with her. It's like when she wants affection, she's all she's like she's just laying up on me. She's all over me. You know what I'm saying? But when she's when she doesn't, because you know she 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 and we stated that we had to, I had to get used to that too. She's she's one of those girls like I need my alone time. Oh man, she's exactly how my ex was then. <laughs> yeah, she's like I need my alone time, and I never dealt with a girl that really that really was like that. Every girl that I dealt with was a woman that was like I want to be around you, I want to be with you, I want to be with you, I want to be with yeah. you. She's kind of like, bro, like like I like the day to myself, or like I like laying in the bed, and you know, like, like a lot of times what I what I would do, what I would do is. Um, when we're gonna, when, you know, if we're both kind of tired, I, like I let her go to bed first, and I, you know, I let her chill in the bed, sleep for probably a good two hours sometimes, mm-hmm. and then I'll go in there, you know, get in the shower, and then I'll get in bed. I let her have the bed to herself for a minute because she likes that. That's a, that's a thing of hers. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, um, that took me getting used to also because I was I had never dealt with a woman like that. Before. So like now, now that you've been with her, how long have you guys been together? It'll be three years in October. Okay, so now y'all been together almost three years, and now you know that's how she is, and you probably already adjusted. Do you see the benefits of you guys having like alone time, having your own me time? Yeah, because a lot of times, like um, you know, especially as a comedian, I travel. Um, so sometimes it's just good to just being able to, whether it's just lay out. Um, for me, I, you know what's funny? What's I, 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 it, to me, it's not that big of a deal because 
in actuality, like her and I, once we once we got adjusted, regardless, I kind of give her her space a lot, anyways, even in the house. Like, okay. like in the house, like um, a lot of times she has like her she has like her own desk in the living room. If if I know she's in there, she's like she's trying to buckle down to be focused. I'll just do my work in the room. Yeah. So we're in two completely different. That's why we want to get a two bedroom next. But like that's why we kind of that's why that's how we kind of work. A lot of times I work in the room, or sometimes she'll flip it and she'll work in the room, and I work in the living room. You know, and you know, so we're not even in each other's space. Sometimes we're in the same house and we won't necessarily even see each other necessarily for hours. Yeah. Because you know we're you know we're focused. Unless I come into the kitchen and grab something, I might glance at her. But then I you know I'm back in the room, back to work. You know, there's no there's no distraction. Yeah. Um. So for me, it's not. I can't say it's necessarily a huge benefit. Um. Maybe for her it is. Mm-hmm. I can't fully speak for her, but for, from things that she said, a lot of times, you know, if I'm gone, she'll be like, "Oh, you know, I get the house myself," and then she'll be like, "Okay, wait a second, like, I want them here." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like I want to, I want to cuddle right now, or you yeah. know, I want to be warm. I want to, you know, whatever the case may be. Yeah, exactly. I, I think like what you guys do, and like you seem like you have your own time and space to yourself. I think that is the best way because I know when me and my ex were together, yo, we were together all the time, and I think that caused a lot of conflict. That caused a lot of um, arguments. And it wasn't like me wanting to be or wanting to be there all the time. Sometimes it was like her wanting me to be there. But then um, it was just like every day. And we never had no time to just like go hang out with the girls, go hang out with the guys some time apart. Because I feel like uh, absence make the, makes the heart fonder, you know. Mm. And so. Yeah. Yeah. No, go ahead. My uh, bad. Go ahead. Uh, so, yeah. So I feel like that's one thing that if I ever do get into another relationship down the road, that's one thing that I'm going to look into doing more, like thinking more about me time or her having her time. Cause I feel like it, it builds resentment. I've seen it in a lot of relationships and they feel like they get tired of the person like fast. <laughs> yeah. This is, this, this is what I had to learn from previous relationships. Um, You have to have your own set of friends. Oh yeah, Absolutely. You have to. I can't. I don't need you hanging out with me and my friends all the time, and then hanging out with me all the time. So you don't have. Because a lot of times in relationships, uh, you see a lot of times one one person, yeah, they, they or they if they don't merge, they'll just get rid of their friends, and then they're just all about your life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's where the resentment comes from because it's like now I don't have nobody to hang out with. I don't have nobody to be around. <laughs> I can't just go out and you and your friends, and it's like. Especially if I didn't ask you to do that, that's not my problem. Yeah, 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 exactly. But that's like her and I. Like she goes on, like she has a few friends that she they go on their little girl walks and they had a time, and you know, like we're gonna go hiking. They go hiking together and stuff like that. With my friends, you know, we do our thing too. I got you know uh, with Keon. Yeah. I used to live with Keon, and you know, um, I was I was with her when I was with, living at Keon's house. You know, Keon and I, you know, we we would hit the gym. We we talk. Um, even recently, you know, we went out, we did uh, the Calabasas. I know you almost died. <laughs> I, I literally, bro, I did. I, I seriously did. I, just, I, I don't even know how I made it back down. But him and I, after that, we talked like a good, like, hour and a half or two. You know, so I'm just about catching up and about life. And it's like, 
you know, you need those moments. At the end of the day, at the, at the end of the day, I, I don't think people understand. It's like you have those outlets because there's certain conversations you can have with your girls that your guys can't, that your homies won't understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Conversations that you can have with your friends that your girl probably won't understand or your guy won't understand. So you got to have those two outlets. And it's the same thing even probably even with parents. It's like you might have certain conversations with your parents that your friends and your girl won't understand. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like you got to have those moments. And especially at, at that young of an age, it's like I, I get it. I was 21 before, and I understand that a lot of times at that age, when you're in that type of relationship, you want to be up under that person at all times. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, with each other, yeah, around each other. And you're like, man, this, this is what love is. It's like, no, <laughs> love, is, love is love is knowing that I can be away from you and be like, damn, I, I love this person still. I miss exactly. Them. Yeah, exactly. And you know, even though we, ha- even though we're, I, even though like I'm, I'm, you know, I'm out of town for a few days. I'm doing some shows. You know, I actually can't wait to get back and see you. Yeah. No, I agree, and I think that's why I think even though the breakup is hard and it sucks. It's a learning experience. I don't think, I don't wouldn't call it a mistake at all. I don't regret anything, but it's an experience. I'm learning from it. I've learned a lot already. And that's why I created this podcast. It gives me an extra outlet to talk about stuff that I don't want to talk about to just one singular person, you know? Right. And I think and that's where therapy, in my opinion, came into my play, you know what I'm saying? And stand up, where it's like, those two different outlets to get stuff out on help me. And then podcasting helps too. It's like, I think podcasting is a great outlet to kind of just speak your mind and to kind of word vomit, you know what I'm saying? And just, just to get things out. Cause I don't think people understand that when you just, when you keep everything bottled up, that's where stress comes from. That's where depression can, can it can lead to depression. It can lead to all that different stuff. Exactly. Sometimes it's good to be able to speak. And even if you're just speaking on your own platform with nobody at times, it's good to just have that. Yeah, exactly. Because I feel like, at least I feel like when I'm, when I need someone, somebody to talk to, it's, I feel like they're always giving their opinion. They're always giving their advice. And that's not what I want sometimes. I just want just a brick wall, just somebody to listen and just let me speak, speak my speak. You know what I'm saying? Well, and I'll say this too. As men, especially as black men, a lot of times we don't have that because of the culture that we kind of grew up in. Yeah, absolutely. And maybe, may, uh, when I, I can't even say, I was going to say like the barbershop. You can't even do at the barbershop because at the barbershop, niggas going to start speaking back at you. <laughs> <laughs> but um, for the most part, um, as, especially as black men, we don't get a chance to have that. You know, to 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 just speak without somebody interrupting us and, and saying anything, because mm-hmm. a lot of times we're in a relationship, we got to sit there and listen to how work was, and listen to how the day was, and listen to how girl did this at work to her, and, and it was actually your girl's fault, but she's blaming the other girl. But you can't say that because <laughs> now her side, even though she was actually right, yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> so you can't you just sit there and eat that. Yeah. But we don't have. A lot of times, because a lot of times we were our homies, we can't even have those moments because our homies might be, they might start clowning. Oh, man, you act like a little hoe right now. Exactly. So you so you can't even have that conversations with your homies because of, of, of those moments. But then, you know, at a certain point in time, especially at my age, you know, my friends, we, we, still, we, we still in joke mode, especially in the group text. Yeah. 
But a lot of times when we get when we when we break each other down one on one, we have a one on one conversation. If I'm just talking to somebody individually outside of our group text, you know, the conversation will come without jokes. Yeah. And we can have a serious conversation. There's more relatability. There's more empathy and sympathy in that conversation. Um, so we we all, at least for us, we found our rhythm in the sense of like, all right, in the group chat, don't bring anything too serious in there because it ain't going to get taken seriously. Yeah, it got to be like a one-on-one type of thing. I feel you. Right, right, right. But it's like, yeah, go ahead. Uh, I was just going to say, I also feel like as um, as black men, we're expected to be strong and expected to like be unwavering. And I feel like no one gives us the opportunity to actually like be vulnerable and be weak and like everyone's all like, oh, you're going to bounce back. Like, bro, let me hurt. <laughs> I don't. Exactly. Can I get a little bit exactly. of sympathy? You know what I mean? Exactly. Especially at your age, they're hitting you with, the, oh, you're 21, man, man. You'll be good, man. Don't worry about it. That's nothing. It's like, bro, I'm still in pain. I know. Bro. So <laughs> it's easier said than done. <laughs> right. Because it's like, this is, and this is why I don't, I don't like the term like toxic masculinity, right? I'm not the, I'm not the biggest fan of it, right? Because, Right now, there's a lot of there's a lot of confusion with it because you sit there and say men are toxic and you know the way we think because we're we're too manly, but we're, we don't want to open up. But then y'all the same the same people that say that are the same ones that call us a bitch nigga if we open exactly. up. Exactly. And and we're soft and you're a weak man and you're 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 not this and this and that. What man does something like that? It's like okay. This is this is why this is why I don't this is why I don't rock with the whole toxic masculinity thing is because you can't sit there and say that and contradict it. It's like you got to understand how confusing confusing it is to 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 be in this particular mindset and knowing that is knowing that if we act this way, the same people that say we're this way are going to be the first ones to 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 go at us for like being vulnerable. Exactly. It's like you can't win and you can't win either way. Right. And that's why you got to just you got to just say effort and like be yourself. It's like, I don't care what you think. And if you come at me, be like, look, if this is how you really feel, you, you're not the type of person that's like probably cool to be in my life anyways, consistently. So I'm, I got to keep you at a distance now or, you know, I don't rock with you at all no more. And I think, you know, at a, at a younger age, it's probably hard to have that mindset because, um, you know, a lot of times we, you know, we want friendship. We want people to like us. But the older you get to, you just start to be like, I don't care. Like, yeah. at the end of the day, my physical health, my mental health is the most important. People, it's being selfish is not a bad thing unless you're doing it to hurt somebody. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I feel you. I feel you on that. I feel like, I feel like me, I'm a, I'm a little bit different. I'm 21, but I always say, and everybody always say, I have an old soul. I act a lot older than I am. So like, I think that's another reason why like I've had uh, I've had special, especially difficulty with this uh, breakup because it was super serious for me. You, f- you feel me? Like I even put down a down payment on a ring, bro. Damn, oh shit! All right, you, you made it further than I did, <laughs> <laughs> bro. It's like so. Like for me, I know like other kids my age or uh, young adults, whatever you want to call them. They are all about right now. They're all about partying. They're all about drinking. They're all about mm-hmm. just uh, having sex and having fun, having their hot girls summers and all that good stuff. But me, right. I'm not in that same mentality. I feel mm-hmm. like I, I I outgrown that. <laughs> I didn't even get to that stage. I don't want to be in that stage. That's not 
where I want to be in my life. I'm more focused on like the bigger picture. You feel me? Right. I'm focused on like my career. I'm focused on, I want uh, a family in the future. I want to work towards that. Cause I feel like when you're the way that I look at it, when you're dating, I feel like you shouldn't just date just to date. There should be some kind of end goal whenever it might be, but I feel like that you should always have that in mind, but that's just me, I guess. Yeah, well, I think I think dating has taken a turn where the definition is now skewed. Mm. It's like it's not the same definition as it was before. You know, a lot of times you would date to be long term, but now dating could be hooking up. Now dating could be just going on an actual one date, and you could say I dated that person. There's so many different things. Yeah. But most of your thing about partying and stuff is like you have to at a at your age now, you just find what's fun to you. It's like you know, if if drinking and partying is not your thing, that's fine. Sometimes, sometimes people try to tell you, well, you got to get loose when you get You got to try these different things. Like, you don't have to try drugs, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, don't have to, you, don't, you don't have none of that stuff to have fun. Like, I, I drink and stuff. I wasn't one of those people that got drunk a lot. I've I, I've never been blackout drunk. I've always been aware when I drink. I've, yeah, me too. I've been more. T- uh, I said, me too. I, I drink, but I've never been like blackout drunk, nothing like that. Yeah, to me it's like it's it's pointless. Yeah. So it's like, you know, I was at a at a young age, I was luckily and I had to, and luckily even the friends that I hung out with, we had similar things in common when it came to our, our fun. So for us, I mean we we partied here and there, but for the most part, we didn't have to do that. And you know, it wasn't like, yo, man, you, you feeling sad? Let's go out and party real quick. It was like, nah, man, like let's go hoop. Yeah. You know, yeah. we go hoop, <laughs> we'll go, you know. You know, we'd be at the crib playing some video games. You know what I'm saying? We'll do something else. Yeah, yeah, I feel you. I think I think it's all about like uh, keeping your circle, like like minded people. Right. I feel like that's what I've done to like one of my best friends. He thinks the same way that I think. We're super similar in that mm-hmm. way. Yeah, you want you want you want you want a like minded circle, but you also want people to be able to challenge you in your circle. Yeah. So it's like like and you know I have I I, I have two circles right. I have my comedy circle like the guys that i met in comedy that became my friends yeah you know that that i consider family now like that's keon and you know uh tony baker and those guys and stuff like that um and then i had my friends that i grew up with that i've known since i was 10 years old you know and you know those guys we're we're all very like-minded but we're all going to challenge you and we all will call you out in your bs immediately oh yeah nah bro you ain't right for that dog that was wrong there's just no like, well, you know, like I know a lot of times women like to sit sit there and say, well, men got to hold men accountable. Y'all never do. It's like I can't speak for the, the, the men that you know. I'm sorry. Like that's the that's the men that you know. Yeah. But the men that I know, like every single time we do something, we hold each other accountable. We, we will call each other out in a heartbeat. And then after that, we'll, we're going to roast you for, for being on some stupid shit. If you were on some stupid mm-hmm. shit. Th- that's the kind of friends you need, though. You need friends that are going to hold you accountable. You can't have people that's just gonna right. let you slide and do things you're not supposed to be doing, you feel me? Right, right. So it, it, it just, you know, I, I maybe I lucked up. Maybe, you know, I lucked up in the group of friends that I got a chance to, the people that I got a chance to meet. So I, I, I see people and they, they're like damn near 40 and they be like, man, I just can't find friends like that. And I'm just like, damn. Oh, that's, that's sad. That's sad. And, and you might be part of the problem, to be honest, but hey, man, that's it's, it's it is sad. Dang, brother. <laughs> That's sad. Yeah. Oh, man. 
But um, oh, another thing I want to talk about. So at least what I've seen from looking at your girl's Instagram page and her YouTube, she's vegan, right? Well, no, she's more. She's close to plant based. Okay. Um, but, but we eat. You know, we both eat um. Uh, seafood here and there. Okay. But wait, yeah, so you we, are? Uh, yeah. So what happened was. It's, it's, it's a long story, but I'll, I'll keep it short. I'm not, go ahead, bro. It's a long story. <laughs> uh, I, I'll still keep it shorter. Sure. Um, in the most in the most case, some, my dad ended up having some health issues. And so I ended up finding some, you know, I ended up just running into some stuff about Dr. Sebi. And then I started, like, researching him heavy and just learning about him. Mm-hmm. And then, um, you know, I for me, I was like, man, this journey is going to be very difficult for me because I, I don't cook much. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then her and I got on, you know, got together. Me and I, you know, we started to speak more about it and stuff like that. And she was like, "Hey, let's let's do a thirty day challenge." You know, no chicken. You know, I already I I gave up pork. Um, I gave up pork a while ago, like a few years ago. Mm-hmm. And I was already slowing down on beef. I wasn't done with beef, but I was slowing down on beef. And um, I was uh, I was still eating chicken normally. <laughs> um, <laughs> cut out everything only we're gonna go vegan for 30 days mm. right and so we did we did 30 day vegan challenge and after that we, we talked about this the other day um after that um what's more? You, you, you need the bed I, I was just i was just my bad i was just in here on the call uh, uh, okay i'll be done in a second i just know you're in here oh no problem you, you had this door closed uh yeah, it's okay. That that sorry, sorry, King. That was a uh, Brennan. You good? I heard him. So yeah, <laughs> you, he's, he's in the uh, uh he's in the uh the uh, group text. Oh, the the anime group text. What up though? What's up, Brennan? Hey, you you got to be on here, bro. You gonna get you on the podcast? What's up? So you got to be on the podcast, you bro. On. What podcast? I texted you about it. <laughs> Oh yeah, I didn't respond because you made me uncomfortable. He's like, let's talk about relationships and shit. Like, you know my whole, my whole relationship is so fucked up. Like, I don't feel like I'm the one to talk to. And like, it's not about it's not about just good stuff. Doing, I'm doing things with might hear it. Like, it would be a real problem if I was like, let me be on here and be honest. You okay? You don't want to expose your your my idiotness. Yes, it's like I, everybody has deficiencies in their lives, and you you definitely hit the core of my deficiency. <laughs> Bro, it's it's fine. Huh? It's not just about the good relationships and stuff. I mean, I'll do it. You just might be like, damn, he was kind of tight-lipped. Brennan is the king of being like, he'll give you a one-word answer, but like, yep. And he'll, <laughs> and he'll just he'll like, what? No. That was it. Like, even like on our episode that we just recorded with Ice, yes, uh, uh, Ice, so Ice asked me something. I, I finished, I had just finished saying a whole statement about how like some things happen in life that you just don't ever mention again. Uh, and he's like, like what? And I just looked at him like, I don't think you understand what I just said to you. Because he doesn't, he's, he's not logical. So. <laughs> you know, I fought Ice in the last episode. No, I wasn't. No? No, nah, I'm never, I'm not going to, I'm not going to fight. I, I would never, I would not fight y'all unless it got, to a real, it would never get to that point on the podcast. It would have to get something outside of that, in the sense of like family. All or right, Keenan was fed up with ISIS last episode. Y'all be si- my, no, my, y'all be seeming like y'all gonna fight. No, 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 no. My thing was my thing is is like when we're having our like singular moments. Like I'd be like, all right, it's Brennan's time to talk and have his uh his uh, his uh score. Yeah. 
don't interrupt Brennan. Like, let Brennan go. Yeah. And my thing was just like, if I'm speaking on my moment, like I'm, I'm having my moment, just shut up. Like, don't say anything. <laughs> when it gets to your moment, speak about, it, speak about it. But when you're when I'm having my moment, I didn't ask. I did not bring no, you to my moment. Me, you saw he did his moment last time. It was his moment. He's like, all right, cool. But let's talk about Brennan. That's <laughs> it. That's it. I'm that. like, why are you talking about me? Do with his moment. He can decide to do whatever he wants to do with his moment. But I'm not giving my time to anybody. I was uncomfortable. I was uncomfortable last episode. The new it hasn't. I can't wait. I can't wait for it to come out. I was uncomfortable with like I was just like, why are we talking about me? You remember like the motivational? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, what are we like? How did we get here? Like, I didn't. Who talk about me? I like attention, but that particular conversation, I was just like, I'm not. I'm not here. Is that gonna stay in there? Probably. Yeah. Well, leave it in there. Leave it in there. <laughs> this motherfucker. <laughs> I'm to see that. <laughs> yeah. I don't think it's just that because it devolved. You know, it was, it was like so. You know how sometimes the conversations devolve. Yeah, you go on like tangents um, and stuff. Well, it's not when I say devolve. I don't mean like a tangent because sometimes tangents are really good. Is right. what we like. That's what the whole new format's about is allowing us to go on control. Yeah. Things. But when mm-hmm. I say devolve, it means the conversation doesn't have any kind of like purpose. Oh, to it. I get what you're saying. You know, what I'm you know, it's just like there's there's no there's no agreement to disagree. There's no agreement to be found, and there's no growth happening in the conversation. No more story being told. Right. There was it, pretty much the bar kept getting moved about a point. A point got made. Uh, two of us disagreed with the point because we see no, three of us disagreed with the point. Three of us, so yeah, everybody gets three, ice. <laughs> yeah. Three of us disagreed with a point that he doesn't know nothing about. Yep. And he tried to say he did. He was like, "Hey, man, at the end of the day, you haven't seen it. We have, so yep. we can attest to it." Yep. No, that's not true. Then he kept moving the bar, and it was just like, "Well, I'm not saying I'm not saying that I said that point. What I'm saying is that you know, and you're moving the bar now. You're just you, you keep switching the argument, and that's what we, you know, he just wanted to talk shit about me. That's what it came down. It was just fine. We, you know, that's I'm, fine. You can talk shit, but like just back it up. Uh, yeah, you know? like, backing it up, and then the opposite was backed up by literally everybody else in the podcast. But then he's ice. You know, like when he says something, he has to like take that shit to the grave. So he, does, yeah, that's he hasn't. I haven't seen him ever. Go him say something but like, you know what? My bad, I was wrong. Oh, nah. When he proved <laughs> him wrong, he doesn't even see that you proved him wrong. He just goes, it's just like, all right, that's why I be like, that's why I be like, I'm done with you, bro. Just stop, because there's, there's no point of me. At this point, we're gonna sit here and have a 45 minute argument. Yeah, <laughs> like that's, about that's, that's, that's what happens. My point. It was like a 10 right. minute, the last 10 minutes of this newest episode. Y'all leave that in. Leave huh? it in. You are petty. You know that. <laughs> Right. That's some petty right. shit. If you don't leave it in, at least send it to me so I can see it. <laughs> this guy. Um, well, I mean, it's, it's probably going to stay in because I mean, we don't normally edit anything out. For the most yeah, we know. Just like my podcast right now, I'm not cutting none of this up. <laughs> <laughs> Is this podcast right now? Yeah, you're in a video. Oh, I'm in yes, the podcast? In the yeah, podcast. Oh, God damn it. I said things I didn't want to be in a podcast. I told you I, I want to. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll cut it out. I'll cut it out. anything? No, I didn't say anything. It's all yeah, good. I'm just messing with All right, for sure. <laughs> Oh man, y'all hilarious! I do the podcast, damn it. For sure, I appreciate it. I don't want to do it. I'm gonna get you to talk. I don't care about your one word answers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, I'm, I'm at I'm at uh right now. This is where we shoot animation and stuff at. So I'm at uh Brent. This is Brennan's studio. Oh, for sure. Oh yeah, he he uh his company is uh Transit Pictures, right? Yes, sir. Uh, I do my research. <laughs> Hey, but uh, I want you to tell me about those um those vegan walnut tacos. Oh, so um yeah, she what she did 
I wasn't expecting these to taste as good. Um, but she pretty much she soaked well, she soaked walnuts for about a day or so, and then she put them like in a in a blender, chopped them up. So they got they look they started to look kind of like a little bit like a ground beef a little bit. Mm. And then she cooked them. Um, she seasoned it just like ground beef with a little bit of extra little sauce in there, her little sauce. And you know when she when we ate them, it tasted like ground beef, like man, like that. Like, I, 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 when I sit there and say I gave up chicken and I gave up like beef and stuff like that, that don't mean I don't miss it. <laughs> Or with the texture of it, you know what I'm yeah. saying? <clears throat> so when we had, it, I was just like, damn, these are like I looked at her and was just like, you know, they always say a way to a man's heart's to his stomach. Absolutely. I think a way to anybody's heart's to their stomach. That's not just a man, it's a woman yeah. too. You cook for a woman, she's gonna be in love with you. But like, um, when she made those tacos, I remember I looked at her a different way. <laughs> she saw it. She said, I look I, the way I looked her in her eyes is like, man. I feel like because you said you had to get on this uh basically a plant-based diet i feel like it, it was easier for you because she does cook oh absolutely if, uh, in all honesty if it wasn't for her i don't i don't think i would have lasted i wouldn't last i would have because every day we we went to hot we were we were driving in hollywood a lot and there, at, at that particular point there was only one chick-fil-a in pretty much la and that was the one in hollywood yeah. and we would drive by this chick-fil-a and I'd be like, I'm about to do it. And she always be like, you know, if you do it, you lose, you pretty much lose between us. Yeah. And I was like, shit. I can just go home and make her something. It's not a big deal. So yeah, and 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 she definitely was the biggest help. You know, the days that she wasn't around, mm. um, I was able to still get it done. Yeah. Um but luckily, she was kind of like, come over, I cook for us. You know, I cooked us a meal for this, you know. And she's one of those people that, that is like, she likes experimenting. So she likes trying new things and finding new recipes and making up her own recipes. Oh, that's and, nice. Yeah, yeah. So it just, it made, it definitely made the transition to plant-based easier because it, or like somewhat plant-based easier because if she didn't, I might. I might have st- I might have gave up beef. I might have been probably on chicken still. I would I would I would have been hitting Chick Fil A. Bro, it's so. it's hard to give up chicken. Like I can I I think red meats I can get rid of those, but chicken I don't know, bro. Yeah, I mean I, I understand like you know especially for me like Chick Fil A. We we had just got Chick Fil A out here a few years ago, so it wasn't like like in and out like I I pretty much grew up around in and out like I had I can always had in and yeah, out and I'm not. That's why I feel like it's a little overrated. But like Chick-fil-A, that was a fairly new thing. And I didn't get a chance to experience it as I as much as I probably wanted it to before it's pretty much done done for. Yeah, yeah, I feel you on that. I'm tired of in and out. <laughs> I'm tired of I'm trying to try uh I'm trying to try what's it called? Shake Shack. That's out there, isn't it? We have a, I think we have a, yeah, we have like, they might have just put like a few out here, but we didn't have Shake Shack for a while either. Yeah, I'm trying to. That was more like Midwest down south type thing, East Coast. Yeah, I'm trying to try that, but I ain't trying to go to the East Coast though. <laughs> I, mean, I, feel, I feel like a lot of these places are low key overrated, to be honest. It's like, you know, even when I had Shake Shack before I gave up all this stuff, I was like, this is good, but it's not like Chick fil A. I was like, this line is worth it. <laughs> <laughs> it is, it is. 
and like when I drive by In and Out, I be like, man, I, as much as In and Out, I rock with In and Out, but like, man, I see that line, I'm like, nah, bro. Yeah, exactly. Cause like me, I grew up in the Bay, and so In and Out, everybody always wants to go to In and Out, but the line wraps around the entire parking lot. It's yeah, like for the nah. same mediocre burgers. The only reason I started eating them again is because now I'm on a diet, the uh, the mm-hmm. keto diet. Right. And so I, I eat the, uh, what's it called? Protein style burger or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get like, it's like a lettuce wrap type yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. This this keto diet is hard, though. I think I'd rather try plant-based. Yeah, I think, I think um, diets in general, right? When you do stuff like that, you got to, it's like the first thing you're doing is, you, is you're shocking your body. So a lot of time you're going to lose probably weight pretty fast. But then after that, your body's going to adjust. You got you to gotta switch your diet again. It's like, it's like working out. It's like I can do the same thing. If I did the same thing for three years straight, and not change my workout, my gains are going to stop at a certain point. Yeah, that's true. You know what I'm saying? I got to switch my reps up. I got to shock my body, probably do some calisthenics at one point, do something. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so say, I think the same thing with diet. Um, so, yeah, I don't know if you cook like that. but I have to. I don't have a choice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, well, I, I mean, that's one thing back to relationships to tie back in. It's like, that's one thing I, you know, I, I won't say I'm necessarily fully old school, but but that I appreciate that my woman does. I make sure, I, for me, every meal that she makes, I, I always let her know. I always say thank you and I appreciate her for, you know, for making, for cooking for us. And yeah. I, I don't ever just be like, I don't ever just eat and just go to the living room and start watching TV. I'm always like, thank you. I give her a kiss because it's like, you don't have to. None of us had to do anything, yeah. to be honest. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, but um, yeah, but diets are hard. I hate it because you got to cook all the time. It's like it's easier to be just have a normal, quote unquote, American diet because you just go eat out. At least for right. me, it's super hard to eat out. I only eat a certain amount of things. Right, right. Do you think you would ever go full vegan, like like Tony? Well, Tony's not full oh, vegan. Oh, he's not? Tony, yeah. I think Tony's vegetarian, I believe. Oh, wait. I think his lady, Sabrina, is she vegan, right? Yeah, when I first when I first went when I first was trying to go vegan, and I like when those days when I was gonna be around my girl, um, Sabrina actually, we actually went shopping with Sabrina. She took me to some places that, you know, she took me to like we went to Sprouts and she was like, you should get this, get this, this will help you out. I know you don't cook a lot, so this is easy to warm up real quick. You know, she helped me out, she helped me out a lot. I feel like that, that's the best um, way. Yeah, I feel like um, going going vegan too is, is like you have to understand. People, we we always say vegan, but vegan is like a lifestyle. Vegan technically means like no leather, no nothing, no animal That's products. True. I don't, you can't even. Wear them. People don't people don't, people say they're vegan, but they're not. They might have a vegan diet, but they're not necessarily a vegan um, lifestyle. Yeah, I my goal is to eventually go. Uh, alkaline, which is Dr. Sabi's pretty much diet. Like his diet is pretty much a plant based, like alkaline diet. Wait, what is that? That's pretty much only things that came from Earth. So it's like no hybrid food, like cauliflower is considered like a hybrid, broccoli is like a hybrid, like no hybrid foods, like everything that pretty much God put on Earth and Mother and, and, and Mother Nature, it grew. Uh-huh. So there's so many different things, you know. People are like, "Well, how do you get protein?" There's so many different ways to get protein. 
you know, we have CMOS. I make CMOS all the time at the crib, CMOS gel. Oh, yeah. You know, we throw it in our smoothies, our tea. Uh, I throw it in my, my, my little oatmeal breakfast that I have, my little rye flakes that I have. Those, so those are alkaline flakes because oatmeal is technically not as uh, technically is, is, is acidic also. Mm. So pretty much, you know, the, the alkaline diet is pretty much from what the, the little bit of research that I did is like disease can't survive in an alkaline body. So that's why Dr. Sebi was really, really big because it's like, oh, he cured everything. It was like, mm. I don't know if it was necessarily a cure cure. I think his, th- his method was if you make the body alkaline, disease can't survive in it. Dang. But if you go if you go back to being acidic, disease will come back in your body. You, you know what so I mean? So you're trying to prepare for, for the corona. That's what you're doing, huh? I mean, I mean <laughs> in, 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 in actuality, it's like, yeah, it's like, because, you know, in my family, I've seen so much cancer. I've seen so many people die from different things like Man. that. And it's like, you know, what's the best way to to get around this shit? Yeah, like, I think... Uh... I think what you mean is like preventative. Exactly. It's like, I, I don't want, I don't want, I never wanted to be an old stubborn person to where it's like, you know, you tell somebody that's, well, I've been eating pork for 50 years. Ain't nothing <laughs> I have so long time. The pork that you was eating was, wasn't as processed as it is now. It's, yeah. you can't even, unless you grow, unless you have pig on your farm and you going up there and you chopping up that pig, I'm sorry, man. That shit is not going to be good for you. Yeah, no, I feel you. So it's like, you know, you have to, even with the plant stuff that we have now, a lot of the fruit and stuff, that stuff ain't necessarily the best for you either. It's like, it's, they say it is, but they put so much product in that, in that also. That's true. Like, you would notice the difference if you grow your own stuff versus getting it from the stores. Right. You, you taste some fresh-grown, you know, fruit. Mm-hmm. Whether it's strawberries or like watermelon, or whatever, and you eat that, and you go to the store and eat that that fruit, you're like, nah, bro. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, what y'all putting up in here? Yeah, man. Like, uh, my boy made a post a while ago. He was like, they they have a, a, a um, organic uh, fruit out here in, in America, and he's like, man, in Africa, it's called fruit. <laughs> You understand? You know you understand the game they playing out here. How you gonna sit there and turn fruit into organic fruit? <laughs> That's true. I didn't never think about that. I didn't either. We said that that mess. It was so simple, but it blew my mind, bro. That's so true. <laughs> Dang, you don't even think about that kind of stuff, though. It's like, like this uh, this keto diet that I'm on. I'm gonna hop off of it as soon as I can, but. Um, I'm only on it for the Air Force because I needed to drop a certain amount of weight. Because uh-huh. I was a, uh, I was two thirty, and the uh, maximum, the maximum allowable weight for my height is a uh, one eighty six. Oh, okay. and so now I'm down to one eighty three. So soon as I, that's soon as I get, amazing. yeah, I know that this diet it works for like weight loss. It's not for the long term, not for me though. So I need to find something else. I need to look into this. Um, alkaline diet you talking about yeah because a lot of times you're knocking off like sugars and stuff like that and it's going to it's going to clean the body out because like you're let's say you start taking like um let's say you go probably like on a, a three-day to five-day cleanse right when you start to get on the alkaline diet so pretty much you're trying to get everything out of you 
all the toxins, all the the red meat, all the sugars, all the unhealthy stuff out of you. So it's gonna probably be rough at first. Yeah. And then, you know, you start taking CMOS. What I do is I try to take CMOS, Bladderax, and Bardock Root, which gives you all your minerals, right? So you don't, you, you essentially don't need anything else. You take CMOS, uh, Bladderax, and, and Bardock Root. That's uh, essentially all your 102, I believe 102 of your minerals, all, the, all of it. Dang. You know, I, I normally throw Bladderax and CMOS into a smoothie, so that's like the majority of it right there. And then uh, later on, I might have some, I might have some butter root tea. What's that, uh, what's that consistency like though for the sea moss? You know, when you do, if you're doing, depending on what you're getting, if you're doing sea moss powders, it's like, it's like a little powder. Oh, okay. Like I, right, right now I have the gel. So like, um, you know, I get the actual sea moss, I order it, I make it into the gel. And then, um, it's like, it's a, it's like a thick gel. And then you refrigerate it. And then, you know, I, like I said, I put it in my rye flakes, which is essentially my oatmeal. Okay. And when you stir it up in there, it is like it, it pretty much like it's, it kind of just goes into it. It isn't you don't really. It doesn't it doesn't really make it too much thicker like that. Okay. It doesn't really. You know, oh, man, this is a weird taste. Like I can't. Okay. It's like I always I, I have fruit and, you know, agave to mine. You know, that's a that's a natural. Sweet yeah, agave, yeah. So I don't. Yeah, I don't taste it anyways. Okay, yeah, because me, I'm a whole, I'm a texture person. The texture ain't right. I ain't eating it. Well, that's what the best thing to do is probably throw it into a smoothie. Mm. So it's like, if you're like, all right, man, I don't want to put it in my oatmeal or whatever like that. The best thing to do is, you know, you throw it in your fruit smoothie or your protein smoothie, you throw a little agave in there to sweeten it up. you straight. You're not going, you know, I don't, I mean, I don't taste it in my smoothie. Mm-hmm. I need to look into that though. I think my auntie didn't did that before, so I'm gonna look into that. See what that's all about. Oh, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Also, um, I think I told you I bought your um your special. But oh, but yeah, thank you, man. I mean, it's 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 uh it's a it, it, it's it's from a while ago. Yeah, I can tell it's pre uh pre beard, Keenan. Pre beard, I I shot it um. In 2016, they shot. They actually, Brennan and them, they, they shot. Oh, it. for real. Um, Brennan's team, they shot it. Um, they did Tony Baker special. Oh, his okay, first special. Sure. If you look at my special, his special, it's the same set. Yeah, I see. It. <laughs> yeah, it's the same exact set. So it's like, um, in 2016, you know, we shot it, and then I put it out in 2017, um, audio wise, but I never put the video out until this year. Bro, I loved it. It was hilarious. Oh, thank you, man. It's it's funny because I, I watch it now and I'm just like, I'm better than this. So it's like <laughs> But I you know I so bad. I'm so mad that uh like all this corona situation happened because I wanted to come out there and watch you a couple times. Cause I know you and uh you and Ice do the bonfire stories and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um yeah, man, I mean when stuff starts to crack back up, I don't know what part of uh the bay you're in, but I'm sure when we get back to going, I'm trying to try to get out there and Bro, where, you know, wherever you at, I'm going to drive there. Here in the Bay, we drive everywhere. <laughs> so it's like I live in the uh, – I actually live in the Central Valley. I live in Tracy. It's near uh, – do you know Stockton? Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I live near Stockton, about 30 minutes away from Stockton, an hour away from Oakland. But mm-hmm. I drive everywhere. I, I, I used to commute for work. So wherever you're going to be, bro, I'm going to pull up, best believe. Oh, for sure, man. It's going to be it's gonna be a, a hell of a show. That's for, that's for sure. <laughs> man, I can't wait. 
because you're hilarious. Been watching all your uh, Instagram videos on the podcast, and then your other podcast too. What's the hook? Yeah, we we had it. It's pretty much down right now, man. But I love that podcast because it was like <clears throat> it was essentially kind of how, like what you're doing. It's more like a, a slice of life type yeah, exactly. thing, you know. What I'm saying? We just wanted to speak about different things that, you know, that we felt like were, you know, need to be spoke about. And we wanted to give our perspective about it. And that's all. Yeah, I, I loved it. I can't wait when it come back. Though. For sure. I, was, I listened to all the episodes. <laughs> man, I, I thank you, man. It's it's like it's it's weird to even to have people say they, they do that for me <laughs> right now. It's like, you know, when you when you essentially say like, man, I rock with everything you do is like. Man, I'm just I'm just a normal person. <laughs> <laughs> but we gotta support. You're essentially your own business. We gotta support black business. Absolutely, and I, that's how you know my, my outlook of, of you know has such a change about that. But at first, it was very it was very weird. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like I don't know. Like I feel like when people, especially like in the black community, a lot of people want stuff for free. You feel me? So, mm-hmm. like, I would never ask you nothing for free. Even my cousin, Keon, I had never asked him nothing for free. I paid to go to his show when he was in Sacramento last year. Mm-hmm. Like, never. I always want to support. I feel like nothing should be free. Right. If you if you saying you give, you're like, hey, man, it's taking, I'm giving this to you for free, that's different. But, like, I try to, like, <clears throat> I try to, like, pay for, like, even my friend's merchandise, my friend's merch. Like, I, I you know, I bought Tony, Tony's shirts. Yeah, the bakery, yeah. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? I bought, like, my homegirl's shirt that she has. You know what I'm saying? And I'm sure I probably, I'm sure if I would have been, like, if I would have pressed the issue to ask for one, they might have just get, given it to me. But it was just, like, man, at the end of the day, it's, like, that's support. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. It's, like, you know, it's just it's just, it's just the love. It's, just, I, 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 it's, like, I respect your business, and I want to make sure that even though it's only $25 or whatever the case may be, it's, like, I still respect your business enough to pay for it. Exactly. Speaking of, I need to buy one of them shirts from you. <laughs> Yo, for sure, man. I got um, I'm I'm actually getting um uh, my Dicer shirts made. Oh, for real? I'm gonna need from Bernard Pusher. I don't know if it's from Bernard Pusher Williamson or not. Um, that character that I do. I but, don't know. Um, I don't know if I've seen that before. He like the workout dude with the headband. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I've seen that. Yeah, so I, I got, I'm getting um he got some some dice those shirts. <laughs> I'm gonna need um, to get two then. You got uh you got the gold one for the your story matters. Yeah, I got uh what size what size you want? Uh, medium. Medium, yeah. Just um yeah after this, DM me your address <laughs> and um I, I should really probably even get that out to you tomorrow. I send it out tomorrow for sure. Appreciate that, bro. Appreciate that. And then just tell me how you want me to pay. Yeah, yeah, it'd be like, yeah, do, do Venmo. For sure. But yeah, we're going to go ahead and uh, wrap this up. We done went like an hour and 20 or something like that. <laughs> oh, yeah, I don't know how long you was uh, planning. I don't know what the... <laughs> Yo, I did it with uh, with Ice the other day. We went an hour and 47 minutes. Yeah, man, when you if you're having a good conversation, that's how it can go, man. Exactly. But I really do appreciate your time, bro. You didn't have to be on here, and you said yeah, and I really appreciate that. Oh no, for sure, no. Like I appreciate. It. I, I had a good time. I had a good time, man. I, I always want to. I love. I ain't gonna lie to you. I love talking about relationships. Oh, so for it's real. Like, <laughs> yeah, because I just understand that, like, 
you know, at the end of the day, you know, for me, I I, I want to I want to be in one. I know a lot of people are like I want to be single out here. It's like I always wanted to, you know, I, I had my single moments for years, and it's it it was great. But they, to me, there's nothing like having somebody that just you know has that love for you yeah. and that it's just it's just a different feeling. I I can't like I say I can't fully explain it. It's like yeah, I, being I agree with yeah. You know, yeah, so. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, um, so everybody listening, you can follow him on Instagram at Keenan Baker. Spell it the correct way, not the way my name is spelled. <laughs> <laughs> everybody go buy his special. I might need therapy. It's about six ninety nine. Instagram, it's on his Instagram bio. It's about half an hour long, 25 minutes. You can also find yeah. him on YouTube at Keenan Baker, correct? Yes, sir. And then listen to his anime podcast, Animation wherever podcasts are available. Yeah, yes. How you got it? All right, brother. I appreciate your time. Appreciate you, bro. Thank you, man. You have a good one. You too.